This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, midway of the week. Glad you've tuned in, everybody, here to the Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, different week. Same old, same old from the Washington, D.C. press corps. And we'll get into that coming up on the program and uh, plenty of other bits, tidbits of information that I've got to get out to you today. First off, the bit, the first bit of information is how to get in touch with the show. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. If that's uh, how you want to get in touch with us. If you're um, maybe in the millennial generation or something that's really in Generation X and really hip, <laughs> try, try uh, social media. Uh, Twitter, first off, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. You can go to the Facebook page, which is The Chris Salcedo Show. You do a general search up there in the in the search bar on Facebook, you'll find us that way. Catching the show live is easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio, if you're at your desktop. Or the Blaze Radio smartphone app or iHeartRadio apps are available for download for free for you. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, just in case you can't catch us, uh, either on your drive home on the East Coast or uh, just getting ready to call it quits for the day or just coming off a lunch on the West Coast, uh, the SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher also allows you to binge listen to all the programming here uh, on the Blaze Radio Network, including the Chris Salcedo Show, where we dismantle Liberal ideology, one issue at a time. And a lot of issues out there that are that are taking place as you and I are speaking, and a lot of it's surrounding the press. Now, we played some of this audio for you yesterday, and April Ryan is her name. And I'm astonished. The, the, the rule of thumb for those who are, who are real journalists is don't become the story. Don't become the story. You are not the story. The story is supposed to be about what you're reporting on, and you're supposed to be out there speaking truth to power no matter who's in power if uh, if you are an actual journalist. But now, now, those who stand up to uh, Donald Trump uh, have celebrity status among their peers in the biased press. We'll start off with uh, Sean Spicer yesterday. We played some of the sound bites uh, as it was coming in off the off of the press briefing yesterday from the White House. And Sean Spicer, I think it's and, and I'm not being disparaging when I say this. I think he lost it yesterday. And you got to understand these guys are human too. It's been well, they know they've been under investigation since July, but almost instantaneously after after the election was won by Donald Trump, defeating Hillary Clinton, who, by the way, has emerged from the forest. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll get to those sound bites today, but she um, she has emerged from the forest and is uh, commenting on political things. All, all I know is I hope she runs. I just really hope she runs again. <laughs> That'll be a gift. The gift that keeps on giving Hillary Rodham Clinton. Anyway. So uh, Sean Spicer yesterday is asked for the billionth time about Trump ties to Russia. Now, for those of you who have not been paying that close attention, let me just assure you, every Democrat, every Republican, 
anyone who's had an intelligence briefing from the intelligence agencies has been told the same thing. There is no evidence of collusion between Donald Trump's team and Russia. None. Zero. We're getting the exact opposite uh, pings, if you will, from the intelligence community on whether or not Barack Obama illegally surveilled Donald Trump, illegally unmasked Trump uh, associate names to spread throughout the intelligence agencies in an effort to undermine the incoming administration. There, Devin Nunez is getting very close and liberals are getting very nervous. But Sean Spicer is loses it yesterday because it is the bazillionth time that some somebody in the press is trying to keep this narrative going. That Trump and Russia somehow colluded to steal the election from Hillary Clinton, even though we all know Hillary Clinton did that to herself. But liberals out of the press and liberals in the press are of the same mindset, folks. It's never left-wingers' fault. It's never liberals' fault. So that's the premise in which April Ryan asked her question. That, well, it could, couldn't be Hillary. It, it has to be that, that Trump and and uh, and Russia colluded. And how are you going to change? How are you going to change that perception? And by the way, might I point out, that's the perception that April Ryan and many of the folks in the basket of bias press have been trying to give that there was a there there. Even though, let me let me give you another let me give you another example here. For the last for for months now, the the, the answer has been the same: no collusion between Trump team and Russia. No collusion. No hacking of the election. No, no, no changing of votes. There, there's no correlation there. The, the best they've got is that Russia tried to influence our elections, which is no big surprise because they've been doing that since the Soviet era. But the, the Democrats are just discovering this now, which should give you guys an indication of how trustworthy they are to actually run things in, in the government. If they're, if they're just discovering that Russia slash the Soviet Union has tried to disrupt our elections and, and other people's elections around the globe, they are woefully inept and incompetent. But at any rate, that's you have wall-to-wall coverage, and every single, if it starts to die down, somebody like April Ryan will re, re-ask the question. Trump, Russia, Russia, Trump. Run. Now, contrast that with when Donald Trump tweeted out that Barack Obama wiretapped him. James Comey comes out, definitively says that there was no, quote, wiretapping. And then they say, okay, it's over, done. Stop talking about it. We can't, when will, when will uh, Mr. Trump apologize? When will the president apologize? We're not, we're not no, 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 we're not talking about it anymore. He said that, so he, he said it didn't wiretap, that's it. Well, no, it's not it, because it's now coming out that surveillance was conducted. Surveillance was conducted. And possibly illegally so. Definitely illegally released to the pages of the New York Times. And and other left-wing publications. But they don't want to talk about that. You see that you see the difference in, in the coverages? Both equally serious. As a matter of fact, I would say that it's more serious... Now, I wouldn't say it's more serious. I'd say there's more evidence to show that there was a, because Obama had a history of violating the rule of law, of um, going beyond his authority. We know that he was, that the Supreme Court declared that Barack Obama had violated the Constitution of the United States with recess appointments. We know about his executive overreach. He defied legal orders from the bench. Barack, yeah, Barack Obama did this in his executive branch, defied court orders. So we know that Barack Obama had a habit of misusing government, of weaponizing government. The Internal Revenue Service is another example. Now, you can't tell somebody like April Ryan this. April Ryan is a, is a Barack Obama fan. April Ryan is a biased liberal journalist. No, no, you're not a journalist when you're biased. A biased liberal reporter. Uh, she has no claim to being a journalist. Anyway, so Spicer loses it. But you keep, I, I've said it from 
the day that I got here until whatever, that, that there is no connection. You've got Russia. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. <laughs> it's, it was kind of funny. So April Ryan becomes the news story. Oh, oh she was so... She was so trodden upon by this mean press secretary by the name of Sean Spicer. Oh, we got to get her on. So she goes on MSNBS yesterday. She was on CNN, the leader of the basket of bias today. And here's April Ryan with her. And how many of you had heard of April Ryan before yesterday? I mean, I knew of her, but she really wasn't well known to the rest of the country. Now she's now she's getting her big 15 minutes. Because she asked a biased question of the press secretary. And here she is on the Brian Williams Network. Yeah, two and a half months in, there's a lot swirling about this administration. Well, wait, yeah, a lot swirling courtesy of you, April Ryan. It's still swirling because you continue to report as if the words no evidence of collusion were ever uttered. And not only were they not uttered, they were uttered several times by Republicans, Democrats, and those in the intelligence community. But you keep on going because you have it in for Donald Trump. Two and a half months in, I've been here for 20 years, since uh, 1997, the second term of Bill Clinton. We've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We've never seen the press this far gone before April, Ryan, you're absolutely right. We have never seen the press so committed to defeating a sitting administration. I, I, and I thought Bush was bad, you know, but no, what, the, the, the press, the press was, was downright fair compared to what they're doing to Donald Trump. And my question was simple. How do you change the perception problem, basically? Um, I don't know verbatim what I said, but that, that was the impetus and, and the crux of my question. Yeah, well, okay. How do you change the perception problem of Russia ties with Donald Trump? Well, it would help if people like you, April Ryan, would report the words, no evidence of collusion. And until there's something different, get on to other stories that are happening right now that are germane to the coverage that's going on on Capitol Hill. But you can't do that, can you? Because that doesn't fit in with your editor's agenda. And Sean Spicer called you out on it yesterday. You have an agenda to prop up Democrats and to destroy Donald Trump. That's your agenda. And we know it. It's the, it's the worst kept secret. And, I, and frankly, I think the American people should be insulted that you try to pass yourself off as some sort of journalist. And it went off into this Russian dressing, no shaking my head or whatever. But the issue is the issue. Um, what's happening around here, we cover everything presidential. And you cannot ignore as a reporter that there are issues on Capitol Hill. But, but, you, but you're doing just that, April Ryan. You're doing just that. You're ignoring... One of the biggest issues that is going on on Capitol Hill right now. You ignore it. As a matter of fact, you're trying to undercut it. That the, the evidence now that's starting to come out that resident Barack Obama used and abused his position to surveil his political opposition in an election year and then use that information to undermine, and, and it's turning out to be innocuous information, to undermine this new administration. That is a violation of the law. It is a violation of every code of conduct in, in American politics and in government. But you don't, you don't cover that, April Ryan. What do you mean you're paying attention to what's going on up on Capitol Hill? The only thing you pay attention to, April Ryan, and you're not alone, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, they all do the same thing. They focus on things that are negative to Donald Trump. And you protect what you believe is the, the wonderful legacy of resident Barack Obama. And you are a sham, madam. You are a sham. Back in a minute. The Salcedo Show on The Blaze. The next generation of talk radio. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. 
Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show. So, look, I, I'm picking on April Ryan, but it's, it's, it's not just her. It's it's nearly the entire the what passes for the press corps, uh, and again across the country. And I I have I've got to be honest with you, folks. As, as somebody who came from news, I've never seen it this bad. Uh, the latest data I saw, and I think by the way, we got a guest coming up at the bottom of the hour from uh, from the Daily Signal. She probably has updated numbers on this. But those who populate the nation's newsrooms are, and I've said it before, and, I'm, and, and this, is, this is me being somewhat creative, but it is also reflective of the truth that these people who populate the nation's newsrooms, they're not dedicated journalists by and large. By and large, they're dedicated Democrats, and that's how they tailor their news coverage. A case in point number two. Chucky Schumer was out the day before last calling for Devin Nunez to resign. Mr. Nunez, of course, is discovering all of this information that April Ryan refuses to report on, that ABC, NBC, CBS, and CNN, by and large, have have passed over because it it reflects negatively on one of their heroes, resident Barack Obama. And by the way, they did this throughout his entire occupation of the Oval Office as well. They didn't cover his clear violations of the Constitution. They didn't cover his clear violations of law. And it was frustrating as hell because, and again, some of them could be, uh, uh, some of their motivations could be boiled down to not wanting to be racist. So you, you shall not speak ill of the first black occupier of the Oval Office. Most of them are just dedicated leftists. So here's Chucky Schumer uh, lying to the American people as he, as he tends to do about what Devin Nunez and his committee are there to do. His actions look like those of someone who is interested in protecting the president and his party, and that doesn't work when the goal of the committee is to investigate Russia and its connection to the president and his campaign. No, and that's just patently false and absurd. That is not the House Intelligence Committee's only function, uh, Senator Chucky. As a matter of fact, they can investigate several things at the same time. And that right now, not only are they are, are trying to, to clearly investigate what's going on with Russia, one line of investigation, they're also checking on the shenanigans of your occupier of the Oval Office, President Obama, and what he did to Trump. You know, it's, I, I don't, there's more evidence out there, as I said, against Obama than there is Trump. But let's just say for argument's sake, it is possible that, there was collusion between somebody in the Trump campaign in Russia and also that Barack Obama violated the rule of law and abused his office. Both could be true. Now, I don't believe for one second that there was anyone on Team Trump colluding with Russia. And what, what could they have done? Russia, uh, uh, do, do, uh, work on our behalf, will you please? They were already doing it. They were already targeting Hillary. They thought she was going to win. They were already trying to undermine her, her occupation of the Oval Office. Now, you can't explain this to partisans inside of the press, that there are two tracks here. One, trying to get to the bottom, if there was any collusion between the, the uh, Trump campaign and Russia. The other, the possible illegality of President Obama and his administration. An abuse of power again from his administration. So Allison Camerata at CNN had to be educated by Trey Gowdy because she couldn't wrap her head. She's she she listens to she has her head up Chucky Schumer's rear end. 
believing everything that Chucky Schumer says. The only reason that Devin Nunez and his committee exists is to investigate Trump. No other reason, which is absurd. And she, but she can't, oh, and, and the folks over at CNN don't have the brain power to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe that uh, committee exists to do other things. Oh, and it does. Well, sure. And so what is the, I mean, that's what you're trying to get to the bottom of, right, is what are the connections? Are there these ties between the Trump campaign, the Trump team, and Russia? So how are you to, getting to the to- bottom of that? Two separate lines of inquiry. Uh, Devin, what Devin went to the White House about has nothing to do with Russia. So put that in a separate track. I was ready yesterday to start interviewing witnesses, all of them. I want to sit down with Adam Schiff and say, Adam, give me your list of witnesses. Let's do it together. Let's interview them together. We're both former federal prosecutors. Let's find the facts and the truth together. Give me your witness list. I'll give you mine. Let's start doing it in the forum that is most conducive with gathering the most amount of information. But Allison, the trip to the White House that Devin took had nothing to do with Russia. So so let's don't conflate the trip with the investigation. And I wonder if that was enough to have the light bulb go on in Allison Camarada's head. And maybe as a wake up call to the folks over at CNN that there's separate things going on here. I wouldn't hold your breath. Daily Signal up next. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. Let's further explore this idea of media bias. Let's go to Katrina Trinko. She is managing editor of The Daily Signal and a member of the USA Today's Board of Contributors. Katrina, welcome to The Chris Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me. There, If I've had a dollar for every time I've been told this, that there is no such thing as a biased press, I wouldn't be on the air today. I'd be on the beach in Tahiti. So, But, <laughs> but you have written a piece, uh, and, and you guys do great work over there at the Daily Signal, might I add. You've, you've done a piece that says the myth of an unbiased mainstream media. Tell us what you've discovered. I'm sorry. A lot of the numbers, um, if you look at contributions to candidates last year through August, 96% of donations from journalists went to Hillary Clinton. That, I mean, that's an insane number. Another one that's equally crazy is that 7% of journalists identify as Republican, while 28% identify as Democrat. You know, I think this is a case where the data really, it speaks to the reality. This is a liberal media bubble. And see how they are choosing to cover the various issues of the day, whether it be, as I just mentioned, uh, the gun debate here in the state of Texas, or uh, if you look on the national level, there are two major stories on the national level of of intelligence. One is uh, this this alleged collaboration between Trump campaign officials and Russia. The other one is Mr. Obama potentially illegally surveilling his political opposition and and misusing the the tools of government one gets the dominant coverage the other one is absolutely ignored right and so often that's what we are seeing right now you know i mean i think obama of course famously said for the end of his presidency that it had been scandal free which is just ridiculous (laughs) and yet if you had mainly followed the mainstream media that might have been the impression you got um you know what happened to skepticism on both sides well, that 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 is gone, and I, I have this expression here. I'm almost tempted to make it a Salcedo show axiom that those who populate the vast majority of those who populate the press, they are not dedicated journalists; they're dedicated Democrats. And of course, I'm talking I'm talking on the national level. And I think the stats you've just cited backs me up. Yes. Yes, I think um, you know. I think many of them intend to be objective journalists. I think the problem is. If you get caught in a bubble, you literally don't realize 
the assumptions you're making. No one is ever pointing out, you know, the scandals in the Obama administration to you. Vice versa, it doesn't occur to you. Um, you know, I think one of the most famous Trump things that happened a couple months ago was when he brought up the issue of migrants and violence in Sweden. And it seemed like the entire mainstream media on Twitter was having a good chuckle. And then it turned out that, oh, he was talking about a segment on Fox News. There have been some problems with violence and migrants in Sweden. And maybe if anyone had thought, oh, you know, he might know what he's talking about and looked into it, they would have discovered that instead of just approaching it with a, you know, ha-ha mindset. Yeah, and you know what? I think you've just put your finger on a problem. Katrina Trinko, everybody, is managing editor of The Daily Signal and a member of the USA Today's board of contributors. That the, These people who are dedicated Democrats, not dedicated journalists, they, they report things based on a, on a Democrat-slash-liberal-extremist agenda. So if there is a news story, for example, that puts radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists in a negative light, they either ignore it or it's not in their, in their bubble. If you get a horrific rape of a 14-year-old girl by, an, by two illegal immigrants who shouldn't have been in this country uh, up, in, up in Rockville, Maryland, you've got CNN, ABC, NBC, and CBS who ignore it because they don't want to disparage illegal immigrants because they, as good Democrats, not as good journalists, but as good Democrats have been instructed that there is nothing wrong with illegal immigration into the United States, and that tailors their coverage, Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the most amazing things about being a reporter is you start to realize how hard it sometimes is to decide what's news because, you know, there's so many stories that happen every single day. And I think, as you're saying, this is exactly where the slant often comes in. You know, it does seem that, like, certain stories with um, uncomfortable narratives, um, such as, you know, crimes committed by illegal immigrants, get very little play compared to the amount of stories we've had about illegal immigrants in this country who, you know, are scared of being deported and, um, you know, just want a good life here. It seems like there's a huge discrepancy in those stories. I think a few years ago, um, there was all the uproar over um, the Philadelphia abortionist who um, had, I believe his actions resulted in the death of a woman, not to mention the grotesque actions towards babies, um, Kermit Gosnell. And famously, someone who was then at the Washington Post, you know, referred to this as being a local news story. <laughs> and, you know, I think again and again, you see that, that they they do approach things in in um an ideological light and it affects what they cover not just how they cover i've forgotten about that and you know what i I wish i had remembered that that washington post commentary on kermit gosnell because just two days ago uh brian stetler of cnn said about the rockville maryland case oh it was a local story that's why we didn't cover it it was it was that's why and so this is an excuse they use to institutionalize liberal bias in their reporting maybe it's how they justify it to themselves i'm not sure what their psychosis is or some of them dare i say maybe have a a left-wing agenda like we saw from april ryan yesterday in the white house press briefing to the exasperation of sean spicer saying man alive when are you guys going to get it report the fact that every single time that this story comes up, there is no evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. Right. I think it, yes. And of course, when it comes to local news stories, it's telling what gets covered and what doesn't. I mean, just yesterday, you know, I was reading an article about um, a child in Texas who identifies as transgender. And of course, it's become a national news story, what bathroom this child should use. And so it, it seems like there's a very selective criteria for what's local news and what is local news that shows something about our national debates. That's another fantastic point you bring out. Katrina Trinko, managing editor of the Daily Signal, folks. You you just brought up what many would consider a local story of a local transgender in Texas that blew up in, into a national story. Meanwhile, you've got illegal immigration, which is a failure of the federal government by definition a national story because the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction over illegal immigration. You've got this four-time deportee up in Hempstead, New York, who did that atrocity on a two-year-old little girl sexually assaulted the two-year-old and stabbed a couple of women you got as i mentioned uh rockville maryland and all of a sudden oh no those are local stories even though there is a definitive national peg as it pertains to federal immigration policy i don't know how these people in the press have that kind of leg to stand on I, yes, I agree. Yes, I think these cases should be covered. And yes, obviously they relate to federal enforcement. Um, you know, I believe in the case of Rockville, one of the suspects um, 
I think originally had a court date in January and then it was pushed back to December and it's sort of something like, oh, so you can just stay in the country illegally essentially for 11 months. Okay. Um, That's yeah, that's an interesting federal issue. Yeah, exactly. And if you're a judge out there on the left coast, you actually let the illegal immigrant go through one of your chamber doors. Uh, Katrina Trinko, she is a managing editor for The Daily Signal, member of USA Today's board of contributors. Lady, appreciate the time here on The Chris Salcedo Show. Great to be on. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. When we get back, uh, further evidence of just how anti-Trump the basket of bias press is happening just today. And you're going to hear one of these individuals from the Brian Williams Network just exasperated that she couldn't continue her conversation with one of her favorite lawmakers, a left-winger, and uh, had, to go tr- had to go cover the, uh, the Trump White House. Back in a minute, the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Did we talk about this story yet? Uh, before we get to uh, the press, this is kind of a, uh, this isn't getting much coverage. Ellie, you, you being of the female persuasion, I think that you might, you might have at least a perspective on this that maybe I'm not seeing. You know how Mrs. Clinton, after, uh, after various cheating episodes from Bill Clinton on her, by the way, the cheating is still going on, according to to documents of the Secret Service, there's the uh, Energizer, they, they nicknamed her the Energizer Bunny, this blonde bombshell that visits the former president while Hillary Clinton's away. Uh, anyway, she stayed with Bill, and many feminists uh, who were, were called out as being, shall we say, hypocrites, because she was doing it for, for politics' sake. We all knew it. But also, it was... Uh, the, 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 these feminists who would talk, talk, talk to us about female power said, oh, she was, she was standing by her man. Remember this? And if, if you're cheated on as a woman, Allie, do you, do you stay with a guy? I mean, even if you're married, do you stay with a guy? No. Or, or do you bail? I bail. You bail. Okay. Now, there's a story, got very little coverage. New York Post is out there reporting it that, that, uh, Uma Wiener, Uma Abedin Wiener. Now, she is Hillary Clinton's right-hand lady. <laughs> Some say she's both of her hands. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. But at any rate, Uma Abedin Wiener is getting back together with her deviant husband, Anthony Wiener. Now, Anthony Wiener, for all of you, you guys who don't remember this guy, what he did, and, and Ellie, you probably are not familiar with what Anthony Weiner did. He used to be a congressman. And he had this habit of texting his junk to other people. Uh, it was all underwear clad. Don't, don't, I mean, it wasn't that pornographic, but it was perfect strangers were getting uh, tweets and text messages from Anthony Weiner <laughs> of, of his junk, okay? So, and he... he they had a problem with it. They went to counseling and everything was supposed to be over. Then Hillary Clinton runs for, for president and he does it again. And this time his child is pictured in one of the tweets that he's sending to a woman. He didn't even know. Okay. So Uma Abedin breaks it off with Anthony Weiner during the campaign. And now we come to find out according to reporting coming out of the New York post that it was a sham breakup, that they they only broke up because Hillary Clinton's campaign thought it was bad imagery, it was bad optics. So the woman, don't you find that a little ironic? The woman who stayed with Bill Clinton after numerous sexual dalliances with other women 
because, and she was lauded for standing by her man, and the feminists betrayed everything they've been trying to ram down our throats. And again, this is another example, folks, of just, uh, this is what liberals do. This whole feminist movement was just another disguise for advancing liberalism. Because you see, all of the attributes they say they stood for, they went by the wayside when they needed to exonerate Hillary Clinton. Because they just wanted a Democrat, that's all. They just wanted a left-winger. They wanted somebody in there to advance the liberalism cause, not the, the alleged cause of feminism, because they abandoned their so-called ideals at the drop of a hat. So, but, but I guess the broader point is here, isn't this a bit of hypocrisy? That the, the Hillary Clinton campaign bought pressure on Uma Abedin, who apparently was not uh, predisposed to abandoning this deviant named Anthony Weiner, a Democrat congressman who can't stop texting message of his private parts to, to perfect strangers. I mean, if, if this is what Uma's into, let Uma be into it. So to speak, uh, one of uh, one of the greatest sycophants for Hillary Clinton in the basket of biased press is Andrea Mitchell over at uh, the Brian Williams Network. And Andrea Mitchell was talking with uh, the vice presidential candidate in the last election, Senator Tim Kaine. And they started talking and then all of a sudden the, the press briefing got underway today. And this is how it went. Chuck Schumer and a call from the president to start working with Democrats. Oh, Senator, I apologize to you. We have to go to the White House now. <laughs> oh, damn it. We, we got to go to the White House now. I got to. Oh, my gosh. The Trump. Why, you, you hear the exasperation in her voice. <laughs> I mean, listen to this. She she wants to sit there and talk with somebody with whom she's ideologically, you know, in tune with. And then all of a sudden, duty calls. They have to go cover this, this White House. And you could hear the disgust in her voice. Chuck Schumer and a call from the president to start working with Democrats. Oh, Senator, I apologize to you. We have to go to the White House now. <laughs> oh, we have to. Oh, <laughs> we have to. Uh, oh, this, this continued. Listen. For all right, we'd that's like the to story of my life, up. Andrea. <laughs> no, not the story of your life. It's the story of my life, Senator. You have far more important things to do. We hope to talk to you on the other side. Look forward to it. Thanks. Far more important things to do than to watch what's going on at the White House. Would Andrea Mitchell have said, there, hey, you know what? There are far more important things for you to do, Mr. Kane, than uh, watch what's going on in the White House. Had Barack Obama been in the White House? I mean, that, I mean, they don't even bother to cloak their bias anymore. They don't even bother to, to hide their disdain for Donald Trump in his White House. Oh, no, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not the story of your life. It's a story of mine, the drudgery of covering this White House. That's the story of my life, up. Andrea. <laughs> no, not the story of your life. It's the story of my life, Senator. You have far more important things to do. We hope to talk to you on the other side. Look forward to it. Thanks. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is this is the status of the basket of biased press folks. And again, I they they're not even they don't even bother to show any centrism. They don't bother to show any journalistic ethics. I mean, Andrea Mitchell's been around forever. I guess she's well packed uh, practiced at being a left-wing extremist masquerading as a journalist. Back in a minute, hour two of the Salcedo show comes your way next, right here on the Blaze. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you how to stink This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is underway here on the Salcedo Show, and I'm honored beyond all comprehension that you've uh, chosen to join us. Uh, again, this is um, a labor of love we do here on the Chris Salcedo Show, and it's it's nice when you folks get it up uh, make sure you dial in triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three 888-900-3393 uh make sure you also jump on twitter at chris salcedo tx at c h r i s 
S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Uh, a lot of you guys, as a matter of fact, Dan is one of the more prolific tweeters on the Chris Salcedo Show who reacts to a lot of stuff that we're doing here. <laughs> I, I, I'm just reading one tweet right now. Oh, wow, Chris, you went there. I think he was talking about Uma Abedin and her relationship with, uh, her rumored relationship with uh, Hillary Clinton. They're close. They're very close. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Hey, I have, I have no, I can't confirm anything. I'm not going to report something out there that I don't know. I just, I, I know that there, her circle is very tight and there are only, well, it's, it's rumored only two people who know, uh, Hillary Clinton's most intimate secrets and Uma Abedin is one of those people. Again, telephone numbers, 888-933-93-888-900-3393. President Trump, since Congress can't get its act together, doing what he can to unravel the oppressive regulatory regime that was placed on this country by President Obama. Now, there was a, there was a story I remember uh, telling you all about. It was uh, the, the final tab for the the Obama occupation of the Oval Office with once all the onerous regulations were put in place. Matter of fact, yeah, it was it was heritage. A hundred billion dollars annually, courtesy of federal government regulations, placed on the backs of businesses. Businesses then in turn took those those costs and passed them on to who? You, their customers. The cost of doing business went up in the United States. Not only from the regulatory burden, but also from the tax burden. This government is taking in a record amount of money. And they're breaking records nearly every single quarter. So the problem isn't money going into the, into the federal establishment. The problem is the federal establishment spending on, on things that really shouldn't be their priority. We know they're not spending on defense because of the the dilapidated state of our military. So it's all of these entitlement programs doing things that government was never intended to do. The drivers of the debt, of course, the entitlement programs, which, again, one of our criticisms of President Trump is that he's not addressing these things. And he needs to. For the country's fiscal health, but he is doing some things and rolling back regulatory programs. Regulatory burdens is what uh, was behind this yesterday. Let me read from USA Today. Executive order President Trump signed yesterday won't just repeal his predecessor's regulations on power plants. It's a sweeping demolition of Obama-era policies on coal, on fracking, on greenhouse gas emissions, and on climate change. Now, again, this the USA Today piece is assuming that man is the driving force behind climate change. That has not been proven. I'll say it again. Man driving climate change has not been proven. There is no scientist on earth that will be able to provide you with a proof that shows you this. A direct correlation between man's emissions and global temperature, whether it's up or down. Otherwise, they would be able to give you a direct, a direct proportion. Um, the X amount of man's contribution would, re- would result in this amount of temperature change, up or down. And as a matter of fact, the air has gotten cleaner, much cleaner, since the Industrial Revolution. CO2 emissions have dropped way down since the Industrial Revolution. But the temperatures continue to increase. Right up until, right up until there was something going on with that big ball of light in the sky, the sun, it went into a somewhat of a calm period in the last 18, 19 years. That's where we've been. No significant warming here in this country or in this world, to be quite frank. 
Trump's executive order takes aim at a wide range of Obama policy tools, including executive orders, presidential memoranda, regulations and policy guidance. Some of those Trump uh, Trump can eliminate with a stroke of a pen. Many would require a new regulatory process, which could be subject to new lawsuits and controversies. One senior administration official speaking to reporters on condition of anonymity Monday because of the order has not yet been finalized, identified at least 10 specific Obama policies that Trump could attempt to undo. Well, they include a 2016 Obama memoranda that made climate change a national security issue. I mean, can you can you imagine the irresponsibility of President Obama and these Democrats taking an unproven theory and then saying it has a bearing on our national security and then basing your national security posture on an unproven theory? It's 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 tomfoolery, ladies and gentlemen. When's the last time you used that in a sentence? <laughs> Uh, Number two, a 2015 Obama executive order requiring agencies to take steps to reduce their energy consumption, fossil fuels, with a goal of 40 percent reduction in greenhouse gases produced by the federal government. I have no problem with the federal government or, frankly, the private sector taking all means necessary to streamline and make more efficient energy consumption. You know who did a marvelous job of this? George W. Bush. You go down to his um, his Crawford Ranch in Texas. It is a model of uh, it, it's a green dream. Solar panels, reclaimed water, uh, high, uh, single story, high efficiency, high energy efficiency. As a matter of fact, it's a direct contrast to Al Gore's seventeen room mansion. In, um, what was it, Tennessee is where he's at? Uh, that, that juxtaposition always fascinated me. Nobody in the basket of biased press would ever report that. But, uh, so, but, but what I have a problem with this regulation from Obama is this goal of a 40% reduction in greenhouse gases. Because what ended up happening was that resident Obama would put out these contracts to guess who his crony capitalists in the green movement to sell the $50 light bulb to government under the guise of reducing greenhouse gases. Another way to funnel taxpayer money into, into his cronies coffers. And then they could turn around and donate to Democrats. It's, it was just, it's just a scam. A 2013 Obama executive order directing federal agencies to prepare for and for and mitigate the effects of climate change, including increased and prolonged periods of excessively high temperatures, blah, blah, blah. Basically weather. Uh, An Obama executive order that says prepare for weather. (laughs) Oh, and sea level rise, thawing permafrost. They, they, They went out and proclaimed that the poles were melting and then, of course, Record amounts of ice in the, what was it, the Antarctic? Now, granted, some, some did melt in the Arctic, but <laughs> the Antarctic went up to record record amounts, or vice versa. I can't remember which. The report's up, several years old. The Clean Power Plan, an ambitious rule that attempted to set national limit on carbon emissions from existing power plants. This is basically the war on coal. Not in all of the above, uh, above approach, which, you know... You know, libs still fight us on natural gas. Natural gas, I've always believed, is a a wonderful bridge fuel. It's clean. It's abundant. And libs oppose it because it would, there's profit in it. That's that's the reason why they oppose it. It's clean. It's better for the environment. But they oppose it because somebody, somebody can go get it and get rich off of it. So they oppose it. The only people that are allowed to get rich in liberals' minds are elected liberals and government the people aren't allowed to do that in their in their minds so you need the all of the above approach and our technology is better than anybody else out there at high efficiency coal burning plants high efficiency oil plants but natural gas 
that is the fuel of the future. Well, bridge fuel, I should say. Until we start getting more high-efficiency fuel cells and all that kind of stuff onto the market, more available to you and me. I'd love to. You know what? The, The biggest fallacy you're going to hear is that we conservatives are somehow anti-environment, are somehow anti-technology. Nothing can be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, I, I, I look forward to the day when the private sector will be able to provide us with competition to gasoline because I've never been fond of monopolies. They Monopolies tend to rake us over the coals, no pun intended, <laughs> when it comes to price gouging. Wouldn't it be great If gas prices got too high, I'm just going to take the fuel cell car into work this week. And that's possible in a future of an with an all of the above energy approach, not to mention energy independence from countries that want to kill us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. You found the Salcedo show here on the blaze. Be right back. He is quickly becoming the left's favorite pinata. Only problem is, this pinata hits back. Chris Salcedo, oh, on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, for crying out loud. Some of the conversations that happen off the air here. Um, <laughs> glad you made it back. 888-900-3393. It's the Chris Salcedo Show, your radio republic. Unlike the government of the last eight years, your viewers are heard, listened to, and addressed right here in this program. I was informed that I was mispronouncing Rachel Dolezal's name. <laughs> Apparently... Uh, back at the beginning of March, it was. This is part of her, her new campaign to be regarded as as something she's not. Uh, Rachel Dolezal changed her name from Rachel Dolezal, <laughs> and I, I don't know how I missed this. According to the Daily Mail, uh, she has legally changed her name to uh, ne- Nikichi Nikichi Amare Diallo. And it means, um, translated, translated from what? Uh, Okay, it's West African. Oh, good grief. It's what, this this white girl has changed her name to, uh, from Rachel Dolezal to Nikichi Amare Diallo. (laughs) You guys remember Eddie Murphy from, um. Oh, what was it? Uh, no, it wasn't Running Scared. It, uh, it was, um, the Running Scared was not Eddie Murphy. Was it Coming to America? No, 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 not, not Coming to America. With Dan, with, with, with Dan Aykroyd, when um, he was, when he played, was it Coming to America? No, 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 no. It was, it was uh, oh, come on, Trading Places. It was Trading Places. Remember how he came in, that character? He had that, that uh, whip that he was whip, trying to keep the flies off of him. Remember that? I can just picture Eddie Murphy saying this, saying this white girl's new name, Nikichi Amare Diallo, which translated from West African. Is that a, is that a language? The 39-year-old filed to adopt the West African moniker in Washington State, according to the Daily Mail. Nikichi is short for Nikichinire. In the okay, it's Nigerian. In the Nigerian, <laughs> she's a white person. She's a she's a white liberal extremist. I want to be known from this day forward to Nikichi Amare Diallo, Nikichi Amare Diallo, Nikichi Amare. <laughs> Just can't get that image of Aykroyd and, and Eddie Murphy doing that. Uh, and who, uh, who was the, 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 the female lead? Oh, um, 
I'm looking right at her. She played opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. I'm looking right at the woman. Why? Ugh. Somebody's going to tweet it out to me. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> Nikichi Nyere, uh, Amade Diallo, translates from Nigerian to gift of God. <laughs> Oh, Rachel Dolezal, honey, you are the gift that keeps on giving. You left-wing, extremist, self-absorbed kook, you. (laughs) This is just, this is beautiful. Oh, for for the love of all, and and, and who interviews this deviant? Who interviews this nutcase? NBC, BLK. (laughs) NBC Black. It's a thing. It's right there. I'm looking at the uh, www.nbcnews.com slash news slash NBC BLK. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is insane. Absolutely. And tell me, y'all. How do you regard yourself today? So explain this trans black thing to me. Uh, <laughs> what? You're, you're trans black. What, somebody tweeted out to me that, uh, that uh, oh, what, where'd it go? It was sitting right here. Oh, man. What was it? A, a counterfeit Caucasian? <laughs> oh, man. Alive. If I'm allowed a more complex term, I would say I'm a pan-African, pro-black, bisexual mother. <laughs> Activist? Artist? <laughs> uh, yeah, again, put that on a business card. <laughs> you, just, you know, you, you forgot nutcase and left-wing kook. Oh, my gosh. That has got to be the... I was going to say that for tomorrow, but I'm so glad I didn't. I needed a laugh today. And Rachel Dolezal, you are you are a prime candidate, sweets, for a uh, a good chuckle. <laughs> and left wingers take her seriously. Hey, could you explain this whole uh, this trans black thing? It's a it's the same discussion we got in with, with all of the LGBTQA, all the gay BCs. Remember that we got in last week, a couple weeks ago. Anyway, uh, 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. Uh, more, of, Trump, uh, dismantling the Obama oppressive regulations on the planet, uh, on, well, on us, on America, in, under the guise of protecting the planet. Number five, uh, the new plant rule, another component of the clean power plan that addresses new power plants. It too would be subject to the new, new rulemaking process. Uh, number six, the consideration of social cost of greenhouse gas, social costs. <laughs> it's what, yes, the social costs is what drives young white women to, to change their names to West African names, to Nigerian names, and identify as trans black. Yes, <laughs> blame, blame CO2 emissions. And climate change in conducting environmental impact assessments, expanding the scope of National Environment Policy Act. The policy change came in a guidance document from the White House Council on Environmental Quality last August and can be immediately rescinded, as it should be, because it's, it makes about as much sense as Rachel Dolezal and how she self, self-identifies. As a matter of fact, you know what? Maybe Rachel, Rachel Dolezal helped write the dang regulation. I mean, listen, listen to this. Uh, the consideration of the social costs of greenhouse gases and climate change in conducting environmental impact assessments, expanding the scope of the National Environmental Policy Act. The policy change came in guidance document from the White House Council on Environmental Quality last August. It's this. It's the same thing as this pan-African, pro-black, bisexual mother activist artist. It's the same damn crap. What the hell does all that mean? Number seven, the moratorium on coal mining on federal and tribal lands. The change doesn't require a new regulation and can be implemented immediately. Oh, and it has been. A 2016 regulation from the uh, Obama EPA limiting methane emissions from oil and gas industry. 
<clears throat> well, yes, you limit those methane emissions, you limit safety. Because a lot of these methane emissions have to be given off in the drilling process. So, well, if you've got to limit that, you've got to limit the drilling, don't you? Like all final regulations, the Trump administration would have to start the regulatory process from the beginning in order to rescind this rule. Well, they better get busy. A similar rule from the Bureau of Land Management, limiting venting, flaring, and leaking. This is exactly what I was just talking about. And oil and gas wells on federal lands which would also be reviewed for possible repeal. And again, because it's the reason why this stuff is burned off is for safety issues. The pressure that builds up when you're drilling, my understanding, my rudimentary understanding of the drilling process, it gives off gases. And you don't want to just let the gas into the air. And methane and natural gas is clean burning. Why would the Obama White House regulate this? Because it was a backdoor way to stop oil production to stop energy production. BLM's hydraulic fracturing rule, which tightens standards on gas well construction, govern the disposal of fracking waste, and require disclosure on fracking chemicals used. Well, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. The rule has also been upheld in court, but will require a new rulemaking process to formally take off the books. There's nothing... there. Jamie Lee Curtis, thank you! I just got the the woman who was in in, um, training places was Jamie Lee Curtis and also played uh, opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. Anyway, Jamie Lee Curtis. And she dressed up as Inga. Uh, Yeah, I'm Inga from Sweden. Yeah. (laughs) Ellie, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, do you? Have you seen Training Places? Um, No. Yeah. You ought to. It's a great movie. It's, it's, It's back in that really... When when Hollywood was actually creative, it was way back there in the day. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Stick with me, folks. I got a wrap on the show. Up next on the Blaze, you are listening to the Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Welcome back. I have been notified by the production staff, uh, by Ellie and by by Waldo, that uh, they they have found my my show clip for the day. And this, this is what they chose. Go ahead. I want to be known from this day forward to Nikichi Amare Diallo. Nikichi Amare Diallo. Nikichi Amare. <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case you're just tuning in, that, that Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal is, uh, this is the, the, the white girl who pretended to be black so she could fit in with left-wing progressives because she you know, had so much hatred for her own race. And she decided to change her name to Nikichi Amare Diallo, which is Nigerian. <laughs> she made the legal change. How did I miss this story back in March? So, all right, Ellie, go ahead. Let's 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 uh, get our buddies in here from Trading Places, uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. And then with my promo, let's see. Maybe we can better the promo. You, you kick it off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to be known from this day forward to Nikichi Amare Diallo. Nikichi Amare Diallo. Nikichi Amare. That's one of the funniest. Dan Aykroyd's in blackface in that scene. He's playing a Rasta guy. Well, here's, here's a little more of that scene. Hold on a second. The train for me. Ninge! Nenge Yomboko from Cameroon. You remember me? It's Lionel Joseph. Lionel! <laughs> from the African Education Conference, right? Yes, Simon. I was director of cultural events at the Haile Selassie Pavilion. I remember the pavilion. We had big fun there. Bubuli, 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 It's Rachel Dolezal's scene, everybody. <laughs> 
She's going to be heading up the next, the next uh, African Studies Conference. The white girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can't make this stuff up. This is, and, and, and she's given credibility. She's given, NBC BLK, NBC News is promoting her book in full color. That's the name of the book. I shouldn't even pimp it here, but that's just, she's white in full color. I don't want to be regarded as white anymore. It's, It's fashionable among liberals to be racist against whites. And NBC's promoting, this woman lied about who she was. This woman deceived those in the black community. Had she been a conservative, she would have been, never mind. I was going to say something. She would have, she would have been run out on a rail. Rachel Dolezal is a fraud. But here she comes. She's a good liberal progressive and she wants to empower government over you. So we have to rehabilitate her reputation. And the PR firm known as NBC News <laughs> is the basket of bias. The Brian Williams Network is going to help her do it. Let's sit down with a woman who lied about being black so she could fit in. And 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 let's stroke our chins thoughtfully. Hey, you uh, would you explain this whole trans black thing uh, to to us? And and how would you how would you regard yourself now? Because we really want to know, and because we uh, we don't look at you like you're some like like you're bat s crazy. That <laughs> she is. She's a freak. She is an absolute freak. A pan-African, pro-black, bisexual, mother, activist, artist, freak. (laughs) And NBC News, hey, we want to, uh, as part of the PR firm services that we provide for liberals here at NBC, quote-unquote, news, we want to help you rehabilitate your reputation. And we will... this is NBC News, BLK. We'd like to welcome Nikichi Amare Diallo. <laughs> Nikichi Amare Diallo. If we can screw up any more today, folks, just let me know. That's going to do it. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. See you tomorrow. Bye. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.